Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today talking about our 2-0 win away in the Europa League second round, the two of six group games. Um, Sheriff or Sheriff Taris Pol, um, I personally have not heard of them myself before. Uh, but yeah, we beat them 2-0 today in the Europa League. Um, there both is not a lot to say, and I also don't have as much time as normal. Um, I thought the game was interesting. Um, I do think the game lacked, obviously, excitement in certain regards. I will give it to uh, Terrace Bowl, though. Um, they did try. They had a few shots on target. They They made a few things happen, right? It wasn't just a case of, like... They were terrified of us. They sat back for ninety minutes and didn't do anything. Um, no, they they put in a they put in a good effort because what what's interesting about that as well is you look at that fixture and you think, you know, Man United are playing who? Like who is this team? And then there's probably some Man United fans out there or people out there that think like, oh, just just throw the kids on, you know, throw the youth on, throw the you know the teenagers on. Um, don't know how it would have turned out if we'd have done that. Um, it was good to see glimpses of some of them. I say glimpses because the substitutions were somewhat kind of late. The substitutions this season seem to be structured differently, though, so make of that what you will. Um, But no, I thought in portions of the game we played well. I thought we still made too many mistakes at certain points. Um, I don't think we invited Tarasbol too much at any particular point. Um, I thought that they just, at points in the game, they got into it. Um, I felt like we controlled... 80% 80% of this game, um, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty simple, um, but at some point, obviously, they'll travel away to us at Old Trafford, so that will be interesting to see, um, I don't know, what's the other name of the actual team in this group stage, um, got Real Sociedad, Ammonia is, uh, the other team's name, they're from Cyprus, uh, Sharif Taraspol, if my app wants to load. Um, I think I'm from Moldova. Uh, so that's interesting. But these are the kind of groups that you'd expect when you, you know, when you end up in the Europa League. Uh, let me just click on their name. Yeah, they're from Moldova. So, again, make of that what you will. Uh, but no, I thought we got the job done. We did what we needed to do. Um, there's a few talking points with particular players. I'm going to leave those particular talking points until I get to the player ratings. I'm going to have to think of a man of the match as well because I don't know who that's going to be right now. Um, but no, I got that going on. Um, <clears throat> but now in terms of like... I mean, I'll get into the, the summary and the substitutions and the goals. There's only really one goal to analyse per se. Um... Yeah, I thought it was it was kind of business as usual. Um, they could have surprised us. They could have beaten us. You know, if they'd have defended maybe the first goal a bit better, or if they had not given away the penalty, and then if they'd scored, if they put one of their chances away. Um, but we defended pretty well. Um, but there what there wasn't any kind of like panicky moments. Any sort of like, oh god, this player's done this. It's going to lead to a goal or or anything particularly like that. But um, no, again, I thought yeah, thought we controlled. 80%-ish of the game. We didn't really let them do too much. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty standard game, I thought. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's my overall kind of thoughts on the game. Let's get into the summary and talk about our first goal. 17 minutes in. 
uh, Jadon Sancho grabbing the first goal for Manchester United. A good bit of build-up play with this. A um, couple of little passes strung together, that type of thing, which I thought was good. A uh, nice pass in from Eriksen, and very, very similar to the Liverpool goal that Sancho scored a month or so ago now, um, whenever that Liverpool was. Whenever that distant, you know, 2-1 win over one of our biggest rivals. <laughs> uh, whenever that was. Um, but no, Sancho is very, very good at doing this. One of the things I've been praising Sancho for ever since his arrival um, his arrival at Manchester United is, uh, of course, his, his close control, his uh, composure on the ball, which I think is very, very good. Um... So yeah, again, he did that with this goal. He took it very, very well, and uh, a well-taken goal. It was a good bit, a good few passes for a bit of a build-up. There wasn't quite so much like pass and move in this game, but it was almost sort of didn't need to, if if that makes if that makes sense. Um, but uh, it's still a good amount of pass and move, but not as much as I kind of would have expected. Uh, but again, this goal comes from us controlling the possession, uh, picking out the right passes. And ultimately landing the ball at Sancho's feet. He makes a composed finish. And uh, it's very, very good. Uh, second goal, which was just before half-time. Um, penalty for Ronaldo. Um believe it was Delow who was fouled. Was it Delow or was it Ronaldo? Um, somebody who was up front or whatever. Um, got fouled. Um, kind of a very underwhelming sort of penalty shout. Um, it was like very muted. Um, it was kind of strange because penalties in football was quite a big deal. Um, but no, there was like, there was no sort of like, oh god, it's a penalty, like, shout from the rooftops kind of thing. Um, but no, that was, uh, yeah, taken by Ronaldo and there's really nothing to analyse. There's a good ball, um, into the box and everything. Um, initially it looked a little bit like a dive, but then they showed it from different angles. And I thought it was a was a penalty, and then Ronaldo puts it away. Um, is that Ronaldo's first goal this season? I think it is, isn't it? Um, I'll talk about Ronaldo a bit more specifically in the play ratings. Again, I'm going to leave all of that to that discussion, uh, which will be coming up very shortly anyway. Uh, then after him, substitutions: uh, McTominay with Casemiro. So it seems um, from what I said with my, if you missed it. Uh, Eric Bailey and Garner, uh, James Garner podcast that I did, which was about a week or so ago. I talked about the treatment of those two players because one of them's been loaded out with an obligation to buy, and one of them has been sold with a buyback clause. So two very strange deals. It seems that for the holding midfield spot, it's going to be between how old is Butobadei? Twenty-five. Be between a thirty-year-old Casemiro and a twenty-five-year-old Butobadei. Um, interesting. I do think McTominay was good again today. He made some mistakes still. Um, but it's interesting with McTominay where, um, I think I said in our previous podcast that, okay, last, last couple of games, okay, McTominay's not been putting in, you know, 10 out of 10, you know, Roy Keane, man of the match type stuff. Like, he's not doing that, but he has been better than he, than he had been previously. Um, what you want a player to do, which is what McTominay seemingly done, if you are playing for a team and you play in a certain position, and especially if you're somebody like McTominay and you hear your team, your team assigned Casemiro, you know, World Cup winning, champ, just won the Champions League, 
La Liga winning player, you know, a very decorated footballer, and you go, he plays in my position. Now, you, you could kind of put McTominay and Casemiro in the same team, but that's where you look at that and you think, okay, he's a centre midfield slash CDM type player. I need to start playing better. Um, which is what two other players I'll I'll talk about a bit later have failed to do, but still got called up for England. Um, yeah, and if that's the response McTominay is going to have, which is a positive one, that's good. Because um, even though, like personally, like preference-wise, I still don't like McTominay, but if he's playing better football for a team that I care about, that's a good thing. Like, on the base level, that's a good thing. So, um, yeah, just chop and change with that. So they got 45 minutes each, which is fine. Um, nothing to really analyse there, per se. I did think McTominay had a decent first half, so there's that as well. Then, uh, a bit of a strange substitution, but it actually worked tactically worked quite, quite well. Because um, initially I thought, what is what is Ten Hag doing here? Which is the analysing fun part of it, of like trying to work out tactically what Ten Hag is doing. Both just from the start of the game, obviously, and from the substitutions. Um, so Shaw was brought on for Diego Delo. Malasia, who was already playing, moved to right back. Shaw moved to left back. And Malasia started playing as almost like a very, very, very inverted. And when I, when I say inverted, I mean midfielder type inverted player. And he looked quite comfortable, Malasia, um, when that happened. Luke Shaw... Did did not look comfortable on the ball. Um, how he's been... Uh, just on the thing with Maguire and with Shaw. How have they both been picked for England? They've not been playing. <laughs> why would you... Why would Southgate... I mean, Southgate's not a good manager, so there's that. Why has he picked them when they haven't even... Not, not only have they not played well, they've not played... They've been on. They've been benched. They've been dropped for Malasia and basically Martinez. Um, and granted, he can't call up either of those two because they're not English. It's just like yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get into the whole England thing here. But yeah, Luke Shaw still got called up for England anyway. Uh, brought on in the seventieth minute uh, for Delo, which again seemed felt strange. Of like, oh, okay, you're gonna like move the wing backs around a bit. But once Malasia started getting on the ball in that position. Um, this substitution almost benefited Malasia more than Luke Shaw, in in a, in a strange way. Um, but his options, options are good. And if Malasia is able to do something like that, and he does it well, um, like if if Ten Hag says, "Hey Malasia, can you do this different role, just for like twenty minutes," and he does it well, sorry for ten minutes, um, no twenty minutes, sorry seventieth minute substitution, and if he does it well, Ten Hag will go, oh. It's another option I can use Malasia for. He's putting his name forward a bit more. Uh, but that was uh, that was a substitution that benefited... Almost benefited Malasia more than it did with Luke Shaw. Which is interesting. So then uh, 80th minute Ronaldo off for Alanga. Um, I didn't think Ronaldo had a good game. Again, yes, he scored a penalty. But it's a penalty. So um, Alanga, uh, yeah, again, like Martial's injured. Rashford's injured. Charlie McNeil was on the bench. But we don't have another striker because we should have bought one, and we didn't. Um, we should we should have effectively have replaced Ronaldo with another striker, and then had Martial and Rashford as other options. But we didn't do that, so here's where we are. Um, so that one made sense tactically, and then uh, Garnacho 
and Maguire both brought on. Uh, Martinez taken off for Maguire and Anthony taken off for Garnacho. Um, I think Sancho went right, Alanga went through the middle and um, Garnacho was on the left, I think, anyway. But it was only for like two minutes, li- literally for a, a two-minute substitution. I found it quite funny watching Maguire be brought onto the pitch, took the captain's armband, got on the ball, did a couple of little things and did it for two minutes. I found that kind of amusing. Don't forget, by the way, just just keep just keep in mind, through the events of this game and who's been benched, Maguire and Shaw, Sancho scored another goal. Sancho has not been selected for the England team. I don't know why. Rashford hasn't because he's injured. But Luke Shaw and Maguire have. So Sancho, who has actually been playing football for the last, what, four to six weeks and scored a couple of goals... Scored what against Liverpool and he scored um did he score against Arsenal? No, that was Anthony and Rashford. He scored somewhere else recently, I can't quite remember where. Scored against Liverpool, has played really well, didn't get called up for England. Luke Shaw and Maguire have both been benched by Martinez and Malasia and they both got called up. It just yeah, anyway, uh, strange strange times over at the England Football Club. So But there is that. Um Alright, let's take a break, we'll come back, and we will um, do the player ratings. See you for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK, that's E-T-A-L-K-U-K, to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply. That will get you 20% off your order with Manscaped and free shipping. First-hand quality professional with Manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves. Even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first-class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review 
of your choice. So if you, if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, uh, we're back with player ratings. Um, so, my man of the match for today, I'm going to give him a 10. I thought he handled himself really, really well. Handed a tactical change really, really well. I had to take a few minutes there to actually you know, look at the whole team and decide. Because it wasn't really like a standout man of the match, but the team did their job. I'll give it to Malasia. give him a 10. Um, I think both at left back and being switched over to right back, I thought he handled himself really well. Um, didn't really make many mistakes that were like terrible or whatever um none that i particularly remember but no i'll probably give it to malice i think he was and again martinez was really really good erickson was really good there was a few other players that sort of stood out but i think handling that tactical change just gives him that little bit of an edge for me so i'll give it to him uh david i didn't have much to do i'll give him an average six made a couple of decent saves nothing that really sort of made him sweat per se uh but he did well um, Alright, moving to the right back, Delow. Um I thought Delow had a very average game. I'd probably give him a 6. A few of his crosses were very, very odd and very questionable. Defensively, I don't remember him doing anything too terrible, but not his worst game and not his best game. I thought Delow was averagely decent. I'm uh, going to give him a 6. Varane and Martinez um, weren't challenged a ton. They handled themselves very, very well. Um, I'd probably both give them nines. Um, I'm not going to give them a ten. They didn't really do anything sort of outrageous. Uh, Again, Martinez, excuse me, I thought um, helped with with controlling the game really, really well. So again, I'll give both those nines. Uh, McTominay, I would give, I'd probably give him a 6 as well, I thought he did some stuff well, did some stuff poorly as well, um, again, not his worst game, not his best game, I'll probably give him an average 6, and, you know, he only played half the game, so if he'd played the rest of the game, or more time, I could have, you know, he could have done some more stuff, but yeah, only played half the game, Ericsson, I'm gonna give him a 9, I thought he was really, really good, um, I thought he was one of the big contributors, one of the big, big contributors, uh, along with Martinez, with um, helping control the game. I thought he was really, really good. Um, And he's just giving our team that little bit of something different. I'm not even sure, really, which role he's playing. He's sort of all over the place. I guess that's box to box, really. Um, But no, I thought he handled himself well and uh, played very well. Anthony, um... I think I'd give him a 5, just below average performance. He didn't really sort of... He he did a few good tricks and stuff, and a few tricks that didn't really work. He's He's got to... I think Anthony's got to work a little bit on his decision-making. Because when he does something really well, it's like, ooh, you did that. But then when he does something kind of silly, you're like, oh, you should have, do, you should have just passed it or something. Um, so I don't think this was quite his game, unfortunately. He did get substituted... Uh, didn't look happy with himself when he was subbed off. Maybe that will be a bit of a... I don't know. He'll think about his performance. Uh, but no, he wasn't terrible. Um, well, below average performance. I'd give him probably a 5. Um, Bruno, I'm going to give him a 3. Um, that's being kind of generous. Again, he's just doing so many things that just keep annoying me. There's so many simple passes. And Br- Bruno keeps doing this. He's been doing this for a long, long time. Um, Bruno keeps making very unnecessary 
decisions. Almost like if if you take what Anthony's doing wrong, which is like too many little flicks and things like that. Bruno's doing that, but with passes. I've tried trying to be too cute and too smart and too sort of clever with his passes, and he's really really frustrating. Me, there was a few really really simple passes that Bruno had on that he just didn't take. And again, there were some good balls that he put in, some good passes, but it, it's just it's an imbalance. It's very much an imbalance. Um, and I know that that's what you get with him because he does a lot of the hero ball. Still too much hero ball going on with Bruno, um, but just disappointing overall. Uh, Sancho, I'd probably give him a 9. I thought his performance was very, very good. Uh, scored a very well-taken, very cool, calm and collected goal. Uh, so I'll give that to Sancho. And Ronaldo, I'll give him, I think, the same score as Bruno. I think they were both pretty poor. I thought Ronaldo should have taken more of his chances. Um, you can see the speed problem with Ronaldo, I think. Um, he needs to just stay as a target man, but he keeps dropping too deep. To try and receive the ball and make things happen. But he needs to kind of realise. I don't know whether he has realised or hasn't realised. You're, you're, you're a different type of Ronaldo now. Um, you're not the Ronaldo who's going to be running around the bunch. Um, and he can still run but his, his speed. There's a few too many defenders that have been catching up with him. I'm still. Especially in this game. I'm reading his body language. He doesn't want to be here. Ronaldo doesn't want to be playing Europa League football. Does he? Um, because this is, you know, Ronaldo still is one of the greatest players of all time. You know, he's done tons and tons of incredible stuff with football. But at this point that he is in his career now, I think we just, we should have moved him on. We should have just moved him on in the summer and replaced him. You can just see from his facial expressions, which the camera is not shy to show. Uh, they love obviously zooming in on Ronaldo because, you know, obvious reasons. Um, he, his body language was just like, I just don't want to play. I just don't want to be playing in this game, I think. Still a legend of the club, definitely. Um, but it's it's just... I mean, he did some really, really good stuff for us last season. He scored lots of good goals, contributed really well to the team. I think he should have gone this summer. I do. And look, he might go on in, in, in the next game whenever that's going to be. Uh, it's not going to be on Sunday. It's been postponed. Um, he might in his next game score two goals and we really talk well about him but his body language just says that you know he doesn't want to be there um, which you know you don't really expect Ronaldo to be okay with Europa League football you don't really expect Varane or Casemiro to be okay with Europa League football um, obviously they're a bit newer here so um, yeah it is what it is uh, but no I'd probably give him like a three I thought he was quite bad again uh, Casemiro was brought on not the bestest of games did some good stuff, did some bad stuff. I'd probably just about give him an average 6. On a, on a slightly worse day, I would give him a number 5. Um, I think he just needs a bit of time. I think we need to figure our midfield out. Like, okay, is it going to be McTominay, Eriksen and Bruno? That's not my. That's not who I would choose. I would very much still choose Donny, who's injured. Um, Casemiro and Eriksen. That's the midfield to me that feels like it's going to work the best. There's nothing wrong with bringing like a Fred on for ten minutes or a Bruno on for twenty minutes, or whatever. Um, and look, Matomani has been better recently, but Casemiro is a better player. Um, but yeah, I'd probably do Casemiro, Donny, and Eriksson. I think that would work the best for us. Um, could be wrong, could be right. Don't know. Uh, Elenga came on. Nothing really to say about him. Nothing to really say about Ganacho or Shaw or uh, Maguire. Um, I do think Shaw and Maguire looked a bit off the pace. I don't know what to make of that. Um, I think they're in both in particularly bad form, which is why they 
if you're in bad form, you shouldn't be playing. Um, obviously, they weren't brought on for very long, so there's that. Uh, so to actually read out the bench, we have more players on our bench than they did. I don't know why. Uh, the actual bench was Casemiro, Alanga, Fred, Granacho, Heaton, Iqbal. Would have been good to see Iqbal. Uh, Lindelof, Maguire, McNeil, uh, Charlie McNeil. He's the striker that made his uh, substitute appearance in the last game, was it? I think. Um, then Luke Shaw and someone called Vitek, who is a... 18-year-old Czech Republic goalkeeper. I've never heard of him before. But he was on the bench. Um, injuries at the moment. Missing players. I've got Martial, Palestri, Rashford, Wambasaka, Williams and Donny van der Beek. Which is why Donny van der Beek is not playing. Because he is unfortunately injured. Um, that's pretty much it for this week. There's not really much loads else to talk about. Um, so in terms of our next game. Leeds is postponed. That was going to be 2 o'clock, it looks like, on Sunday. So we're not playing at the weekend. Obviously, Queen's Funeral, Police Resources, all that type of stuff. So my guess would be next... Oh no, international break. Yeah. Um, Where we are playing... Well, if you're English, like I am. Because not all of you might be. Uh... I don't know, I don't really care to be honest. <laughs> International football, uh, I don't really care about Southgate's England team. Scotland, they've got Ukraine. I don't know, I can't see, I can't see the England fixture. I don't really care anyway. So, uh, But Sancho won't be playing, unfortunately. Um, that's it for this week's episode. Um, thank you all very much for listening. If you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, um, what do you think about the games being delayed and stuff? We were due to play, well, we were due to play on Sunday against Palace. That didn't happen. Obviously, because the Queen's passing. Um, and then uh, no game on Sunday because of police resources, which is what I understand is the the reason. Agree or disagree, whatever you want. Um, so I don't know when we are playing next. It isn't midweek next week because there is the England break. Um, so I know we've got Man City soon. Um, whether that's the following weekend from that, like next weekend. Um, we'll have to see. But I will be back with the United cast when it comes back. Um, I had a little idea for a bonus episode. I'm getting a bit of time to do some bonus episodes like the Eric Bailey, James Garner one. Um, I'm trying to think what it was actually for. Um, oh yeah, the Dion saga, which I don't know if I actually need to do that episode. But we'll see, we'll see. There's no midweek game. There's no... Um, so it's going to be at least over a week. Um, like next weekend at the minimum. Until there's another get another game. So if I decide to do another episode... I can either do something at the weekend or next week, midweek, because there will be no, um, what you call it, no club football, so to speak, and I'm not going to be doing podcasts on England games, am I, because I've already shown how much I care about those, um, so yeah, that's that, but if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, what do you think of the football at the moment, what do you think of today's game, um, who do you think should be starting in midfield? Who do you think was your man of the match? What did you think of the goals? What do you think of Ronaldo? Do you think he wanted to play today? Do you think he's in a... Not a bad mood, but like... His body language, all that type of stuff. Uh, what did you think? Let me know. org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, that's for TV, games, films, main night podcasts. I know we've been a little bit quiet at the moment... Potentially something very, very big I'm recording tonight. Hopefully it definitely still happens. 
Um, you'll find out if it does or doesn't in the next couple of hours. Um, got to get myself prepped for all that. Um, I did tease the episode last week that is supposed to be happening. Well, in within the within the hour, I should be recording that. So. Uh, look out for that. I don't want to say about what it is or teaser or anything like that because just in case it doesn't happen um, for whatever reason. I don't know why it wouldn't happen at this point, but just in case, you never know. So anyway, in the meantime, uh, yeah, methodentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, contact page, information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes. Uh, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. Uh, I've got an idea for an actor and actress spotlight episode that's coming up soon. Still need to do the Dual Sense um, episode. I'm just kind of going through Last of Us Part One at the moment, so I'm sort of gathering. I'm still gathering thoughts and stuff for the haptic feedback podcast, but that's coming soon. Look out for that. Walking Dead will be back soon. Gaming Talk on Sunday will still resume as normal. So yeah, still still a few things going on. So keep your eyes out. Entertainment Talk the dog podcast platforms. Entertainment Talk. Uh, for all of that. In the meantime, you can of course support us by listening to more episodes on the places I've just mentioned. Tell other people about our podcast simply by just telling them uh, or using social media, whichever way you want to do that. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, free free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well. If you'd like to, uh, if you TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, all that type of stuff, lots of, uh, lots of Disney related stuff happening at the moment um your go-to for that can be uh geektown.co.uk geektown radio as a new geektown radio from two days ago from tuesday uh with bex and david have a listen to that as well some mcu conversation on there as well uh speaking of bex you can find her on twitch she's streaming very regularly uh she switched from tomb raider 2 to little nightmares 2 that's obviously her choice to do what, what, whatever she's going to be streaming uh, but you can find her Twitch streams she also does lots, lots of retro gaming and chat streams and things like that uh, Trista B-Y-T-E-S across everything as far as I understand uh, but mainly on Twitch streaming over there if you want to find me on Twitch as well eTalk UK for my different gaming streams uh, for all of that, if you missed the Twitch streams FIFA Career Mode episodes which I'll try and have one soon all the game clips, there's a few of those gone up recently, YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays for all of that. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you hopefully later tonight or um soon, some point soon. Um Sunday's the next booked podcast kind of um and then there's other episodes I mentioned. Um I think Monday's a bank holiday, which means I'll have more time. So look out for some episodes maybe on Monday. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>